<laughs> What's up? Yas, 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 yas. All right. What's up, bang? All right. Cliff Lee. Sounds like someone's brakes are squeaking, or there's a tea kettle that's ready. Something's a whistling. But let's talk Cliff Lee, lefty pitcher, lefty batter, 6'3", 205, August 30th, 1978, Benton, Arkansas, Florida Marlins, eighth round. Is that where Walmart is based? Uh, 97 June amateur draft out of Benton High School in Arkansas, 20th round. Oh, and then he once again was drafted by the Orioles in the 98 June amateur draft in the 20th round. Meridian Community College, Meridian, Mississippi. And then the Expos, fourth round, the 2000 June amateur draft. University of Arkansas, Fayetteville. He was a Razorback. So there you go. You don't see that often. He got drafted three times. All right. September 15th, 02, debuted at 24, 18,195th player to do that. 5.1 innings pitched against the Twins. Two hits, four strikeouts, four walks, one earned run. Got the loss. Final game, July 31st, 2014. At 35, nearly 36, against the Nationals, 2.2 innings pitch, one hit, four strikeouts, zero walks, zero earned runs. And uh, this is the cozy series of Arnie Pod. I am taking a dump right now. <laughs> About to get in the shower, get started work at 10.30. 1025 to be specific. It's 8.04 a.m. So I have over two hours till I got leave. So I have ample time. Podcast. Do some push-ups. Hop in the shower. Get a little sauna action. Go for a little walk. Make lunch. Eat some breakfast. Haven't had my cold brew. <clears throat> coffee yet dude it's kind of a different style of arnie pod it's a little more like lo-fi arnie pod when i haven't had my coffee yet i'm like still waking up dude arnie pod after the cold brew is like a different experience (laughs) i'm more jacked up but now I'm like, I'm just chilling, you know? I'm like, let's just talk about some baseball. <laughs> I'm like, no big deal. Dude, Cliff Lee, Lee <laughs> won the Cy Young and four-time All-Star and an ERA title. War number 65. <coughs> Woo! <coughs> just drink some water. I'm burping up some water. Also wore 
34, 31, 36, 33. Speaking of war, career war, 43.2, win-loss, 143 and 91, 3.52, career ERA, Led the majors with 22 wins in 08. Final full season in Cleveland. He was 22 and 3. Also led the majors in win loss percent at 880 that season. Led the league 783 win loss percent in 05. He was 18 and 5. And uh, his ERA title was also 08, which was also a Cy Young winner. 1.4 walks per nine, led the majors that season. 0.5 home runs per nine, led the league that season. Was 12th in All-Star, or in, um, was, he was an All-Star. He was 12th in MVP, and he won the Cy Young in 08, and the ERA title. Very impressive. Um, yeah, so 08, um, I said his ERA, right, was 2.54. Very good. 31 games pitched, 31 games started. Two shutouts, four complete games, 223 innings pitched, 223.1. <laughs> Do you see? Sometimes when I have my coffee or when I ain't have it yet, I'm like a little groggy, you know, Smoke a little joint this morning. <laughs> Did the old smoke a little joint, lay back in bed for over an hour. Dude, I'm telling you, that cold brew like really kickstarts me. Like, I do prefer Arnie Pod after I've had my coffee, obviously, or, you know, while I'm drinking it. But, but it's also nice to, do this um, cozy series. It's kind of like the winter classic for Arnie Pod. Hope my dad and brother enjoyed that game. Kraken won three nothing. Cliff Lee only gave up twelve home runs in that two thousand eight season. Two hundred twenty three home runs given up on the career. Twenty one hundred fifty six point two innings pitched on the career. 2,116 hits given up on the career, 843 earned runs given up on the career, 464 walks given up on the career, 1,824 career strikeouts, the most in a season being 238, his first season in Philly, 2011, kind of a Cliff Lee renaissance there. So he pitched for the Indians, as they were known, the Cleveland Indians, 02, now the Guardians, to midseason 09, Phillies, second half of 09, and then split time with the Mariners, 2010, and then only spent half the season in Seattle. On to the Rangers, the division rival, second half of the season. Then 2011 to 14, Final four seasons as a Philly. He was eight and three as a Mariner in 13 games pitched, 13 games started. Pretty good. I mean, went on to be four and six as a Ranger, 
Um, so yeah, he had some good win losses. Starting 04, 14 and 8, 18 and 5, 14 and 11, 5 and 8, 22 and 3, like I said, 14 and 13, 12 and 9, 17 and 8, 6 and 9, 14 and 8, 4 and 5. All right. Dude, I'm realizing uh, he also led the majors with six shutouts in 2011. His all star seasons were 08. 2010, 11, and 13. Also led the league with seven complete games in 2010. And led the league in 08 ERA plus, 167. And also led the league in FIP, 2.83. So clearly 2008 was his best season. But then... So he finished fourth in Cy Young in 05. He won it in 08, seventh in 2010, third in 2011, sixth in 13, 15th in MVP in 2011. So 2011 was his second best season when he was 32, turning, he turned 33 August 30th last season. So, kind of a late peak for Cliff Lee. I mean, his best season, he was 29 slash 30. But then his second best season, he was 32 slash 33. So, there you go. Um, Yast also led the majors in strikeouts over walks. What? Dude, I've never seen that good of strikeouts over walks. 10.28. When he was a Mariner, his strikeouts over walks was (laughs) 14.83. And 2010, wait, so he only walked 18 people in um, 212.1 innings. Wow, in in, uh, 2010. Dude. He struck out 185 and walked 18. I've never seen that low of total for walks. That's absurd. Um, Dude, Cliff Lee with the control. Dude, throwing darts out there. Pinpoint accuracy. Sniper. Cliff Lee's just like, could put it, he could just paint it. Paint the black. You put it exactly where you wanted, Cliff Lee. Um, yep. 0.8 walks per nine led the majors in 2010. And his whip led the majors 1.003. And his FIP led the league 2.58. And uh, so there you go. So 2010 was his third best season. So he was really in his peak when he was with the Mariners. Kind of that 20, kind of the 08 to 2011 was his absolute prime. But he also led the majors in strikeouts over walks in 2012 and 13 with 7.39 and 6.94. Also led majors walks per nine those two seasons. 
1.2, 1.3. And led the majors walks per nine in 08 as well. 1.4, I said that. <laughs> dude, just all these numbers. <laughs> that's what I'm realizing, dude. Is, is That's like kind of an existential question. Is what is more important? Numbers or letters? Like numbers or words? What is of more value? I mean, dude, because if you ask like businesses or like financial people, dude, I lay down quite the log in <laughs> Dude. I sent, I have quite the Lincoln log in that turlet. That, mean, that means I'm healthy, dog. If you put out a good log like that. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of true. It's like, it's kind of all about numbers. If you really think about life. <laughs> Dude, that's a, it's a big question. Is life, is it more about like what people say? In like books, what people write, or is it more about understanding numbers? Um, because if you had like a high understanding of numbers, then I don't know, you're able to like play the stock market or like you're just you're better able to like understand money. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's an interesting question. It's like, what are numbers? <laughs> what are numbers? <laughs> I think John Mulaney had a joke. He's like, numbers, the letters of math. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. Because like, you know, some people just really understand numbers. And they're like statisticians. And I'm always talking numbers. Because I'll talk numbers on the podcast when we do Hall of Fame or not. I'm kind of realizing that I'm just saying tons of numbers. And I'm surprised Cliff Lee's strikeouts over walks for his career. Only 3.93. Because he had, it got so much better his control got way better late in his career. In his early seasons, dude, Cliff Lee's walks per nine in his rookie season, 7.0, then 3.4, then 4.1, 2.3, 2.6, 3 3.3, then finally 2008, it was 1.4, leading the majors. But, so he did not have good control to start but then his control was amazing uh, throughout his career once he got to 29. And um, yeah, so you can improve. <laughs> Cliff Lee did it as a pitcher. Dude, he pretty much became a better pitcher as he turned 30 years old. And then he kind of fizzled out quickly, retiring in 2014. But he was one of the best pitchers in baseball from about 08 to 013. Cliff Lee was 
probably top five starting lefties in the majors throughout those years. <laughs> but I don't know. Or some people would be like, so back to the numbers versus words thing. Some people would be like, numbers don't lie though. Like words, like people tell lies. But do numbers really? <laughs> like if you're really good at being a statistician and just understanding numbers, then um, I don't know. And like, I'm kind of like fascinated by it because I just look back to like times in recent years where I have had a bunch of money saved up and I've been like, if I was more of a numbers person, I would be very good at like allocating this money and being like, I'm going to put a little here. I'm going to put a little here. (laughs) Like that kind of stuff kind of fascinates me. Like people who are really good with um, like financial advisors. It's kind of like a fascinating thing. It's like, um, I think the number one thing they would say would be don't spend money. <laughs> I think, but, but then like saving money becomes kind of a game then. And it's just like, I mean, that's how I feel whenever I'm working. I'm just like, as I'm working, I'm like, I'm just going to save as much of this as I can. <laughs> Which luckily I'm able to do right now. To be like little dicky and save that money. But then ultimately, like I said, it's not, it's more about the time spent, really. It's more about me putting in over 40 hours. I mean, including like lunch and travel. Dude, it's over 40 hours a week. So um, it's a lot of time. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, like I, I kind of learned to love it. Like I kind of, I just, or it's more about just liking, like just er, the fact of like earning. I just enjoy earning sometimes. And also it's because I feel like I'm like Arnie Pod. I should, but then there is like, there's no like clear landscape for what podcasts are. Like I was talking about yesterday. Like I think it's still kind of confusing. Like I viewed podcast as a diehard fan. But and listener. For so many years. And then since the beginning of March. So coming up on 10 months now. Since I. I didn't listen to podcasts for over three months. From March through June. And then I've basically listened sparingly since June. Like, with the exception of a couple days back leading up to when I was starting my job. Um, <laughs> there was a couple days in there where I listened a lot. But then the past couple months, I literally only listened during my breaks and lunch at my job. So I end up listening probably 
just about five hours a week. So it's just like a perfect amount for me. But I literally used to listen to probably more podcasts per day than I listen per week now. <laughs> Dude, I used to dedicate so much time and energy and like fandom to just being a podcast fanboy. And I mean, and then like whenever I would have free time, I would always just be listening. <laughs> it's kind of meta to be talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> Is it ironic? Is it meta? Is it meta world peace? Um, no, I literally think I had an addiction. Kind of like how people have like smartphone addictions. I think podcast addiction will come out as being a thing. Like, just like people are addicted to watching TV. But somehow watching TV is more normalized. Um, it's probably because it's less consuming. Because you can have the TV on in the background and be doing other stuff. But a podcast is can be very consuming if you really like to pay attention to what people say. Then you're kind of like hanging on every word for like hours. <laughs> I mean, I used to just listen all the time just because I loved it so much. And I still do love podcasts, which is why I only listen a little bit now. <laughs> it's because sometimes too much of a good thing can like mess you up. I think that's a good lesson too. But, uh, <laughs> dude, back to numbers. What am I trying to say about numbers, dude? I just kind of have like a fascination with them. I'm like, even like when it comes to days, like I'll look at the amount of days, uh, for example, 31 times. So when I turn 31 in April, I will have lived 11,315 days. <laughs> I just love looking at it like that, you know? Because when you look at it like that, it doesn't seem like that many. Because you're like, if I had $11,000, I wouldn't be considered rich. I wouldn't even say I had that much money saved up. But, dude, to think that that <laughs> encapsulates the entirety of my whole life is kind of crazy to think of it like that. Dude, when you think like... <laughs> dude, like I was literally a, like a baby, like... 10,000 something days ago. Like that's, that doesn't seem like that many. If you really think about it, you know, like 10,000 like mornings, like waking up um, or 11,000 or whatever. It's just not that many. <laughs> Dude, for the entire, for my whole life, 
Dude, because <laughs> it feels like, um, I would say even since as recent as before the pandemic, as like me moving to LA, June 2019. So a clear four and a half years ago, you know, coming up on five years ago. Uh, but, you know, yeah, four and a half. It's, dude, that feels like forever ago. <laughs> that's fun. And I, that's probably one of the effects of weed that it has like this weird, and I think that's probably why people use it for PTSD. Because it has this, like, ability to, like, separate you from the past, almost. And to, like, move forward. And to carve a new path forward. But, um, yeah, because it makes it so four years ago literally just feels like forever ago. (laughs) But I know, like... Technically, four years ago, it is a long time. I think everyone would agree that four years ago is based, like, like clearly, like, before the pandemic. I think everyone would say that that does feel like forever ago. Like, dude, do you remember when we were, like, first learning about the pandemic stuff? Like, and it was all just going down back in March 2020. So that's less than four years ago. But, I mean, at least for me, like, that feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it does. Like, just, and you just think about the amount, just consider how many hours I have podcasted. I have done the podcast since then. Like, a lot of hours. Like, probably, I wonder... Someone send me the info if you can find how many hours ArniePod has done in its whole, in the wholeness of the podcast. Because I've never seen that info. But I'm guessing maybe over a thousand hours. Because we had enough episodes in the early days that would go like two, three, even four hours. <laughs> But I mean, in 2023, almost like over 90% of the episodes were well under an hour. But um, not that they've been short. Like I've kind of found my footing in the more of the short form episodes. Where I've kind of perfected like this kind of length, like 25 minutes or so. Maybe a half hour. Kind of like a TV sitcom episode. It's the perfect length. Because I feel like I'm giving a full episode, but I'm not overwhelming. But I don't think anybody would listen to this whole episode and be like, I didn't get enough Arnie Pod. <laughs> I think everyone would listen and be like, no, I got my fill. <laughs> I mean, you could listen more, listen to more episodes. But it's kind of like the perfect length. Like, I don't burn myself out for this one episode. But 
it was fun for me back in the day when I had more time, when I wasn't working full time, always doing those uh, like three hour episodes. Those are fun. We're just chilling. Dude, when I'm living by myself again and then I have some free time, I will definitely bust out a three and a half hour podcast episode of Arnie Pod. You know it, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. So, so Cliff Lee. Dude, because those are fun. Oh, yeah, let's look at his um, postseason. We always forget to look at the playoff stats. Playoffs. Cliff Lee. Seven and three in the playoffs. 2.52 ERA. 11 games pitched, 11 games started, three complete games. Wow. Super good playoff stats for Cliff Lee. 82 innings pitched, 66 hits, 23 earned runs, only two home runs given up, 10 walks, 89 strikeouts. See, that's a lot of walks for Cliff Lee. And, um,. 8.9 strikeouts over walks in the playoffs. 9.8 strikeouts per nine. Only 1.1 walks per nine. Only 0.2 home runs per nine. 7.2 hits per nine. 0.927 whip in the playoffs. Dude, 320 batters faced. Um, only two wild pitches. One hit batsman. Dude, Cliff Lee's playoff stats are, I mean, not a huge sample size. Only 11 games started. But even just going three complete games out of 11 is impressive. (laughs) Very. Dude, in modern day baseball, super good. Very good playoff stats. Um, Yeah. Wow. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then you have the... Championship win probability added, 36%. Sounds pretty good. Seems good. (laughs) And then his WPA, so win probability added, 1.8. I like the championship one, though. CWPA. That's a fun stat. So, uh, there you go. Cliff Lee. He kind of burned bright for half a decade there and uh, peaked late as well. Like really found his form at 29 and then kept that for the next half decade. So, yeah. I mean, if he had done it for longer, he would clearly be a Hall of Famer. But even that sample size is very impressive. So, uh, yeah, Cliff Lee. Like, I would say one of the best lefty starters of his generation. And um, there you go, baby. All righty. Have a great day. I mean, not, I would say like his generation, but not for a long time. Like I said, for a half decade. From 08 to 2013. One of the best lefty starters in baseball. And um, <laughs> I just want to clarify that. And, uh, yeah, spent half a season with the Mariners. I remember that when he came into town. It was a big deal. 
it was a big get for the mayor's front office. And uh, hope you enjoy all the Arnipod. The bounty of Arnipod with which I have bestowed upon all of you. That's the thing with podcasts. It's like, it's just there if you want it. Like, come and get it if you want it. But no pressure. Like, you don't have to listen to anything. But you totally could binge, like, ten episodes of Arnie Pod a day for the next month. (laughs) I'm not saying you have to, but... Dude, like I'm saying, I've been making the episodes so bite-sized... They've been like 20, 30 minutes. You, if you're just chilling, especially if you're getting paid, you're kind of just on the company's clock. You could totally listen to like eight episodes of Arnie Pod a day. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. And it, it is kind of fun. It could be fun for you. You kind of get into that like podcast binge mode. I'm not talking about the podcast binge mode it's a ringer podcast shout out bill simmons one of my creative idols bill simmons adam carolla doug benson joe rogan i mean i didn't become a rogan fan till like what till i was like at first i didn't really like rogan but then he started growing on me when i was about 22 i became a huge rogan fan Goes back to Sean Roper. Me and Sean... Sean Roper was the one who kind of turned me on to Rogan. We just watched enough of his podcast episodes of JRE. They were just so goofy and fun. And they're just smoking weed. And we're just smoking weed. And it's like you're all just hanging out in the dorm room. Man. To be 22... (laughs) Dude, that summer, summer of 20, being 22, uh, back in 2015, good times, baby. (laughs) All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you for supporting small indie podcast. Hope you did good in fancy football. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Gotta hang up now.